Tiffany Tune-Up is intended for mature audiences only due to language and content. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. What's up, Tunicorns? Welcome back to another episode of Tiffany Tune-Up, the podcast where I will talk about any and everything, and y'all will come back and listen because you love me, and I love y'all too. I am so behind, y'all. Like, please. (laughs) Y'all are the most patient, patient fan base. I really appreciate y'all. Really, y'all my friends. Like, fans you friends you tunicorns you all of that so i appreciate y'all rocking with me and in fact i'm gonna do something that i've never done before which is drop two episodes in the same week since i kept y'all waiting for so long this particular episode however was inspired by hanging out with my homegirl recently she had a lovely lovely birthday party it was very grown very adult and it very much was nostalgic because It was pretty much like a high school reunion, and we'll get into all that, but I want to introduce y'all to my homegirl, my friend. Some people call her Danielle. We're going to call her D-Mage, but that's what I call her most of the time anyway. So give a warm tunicorn welcome to my girl, D-Mage. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you, T, for inviting me on your show. I have been a tunicorn for a very long time, and I'm honored to be here to speak to everyone. What up, y'all? We made it. Hey, mama, we made it. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> oh, man, like, you truly have been, like, literally from the beginning listening, and, like, that means a lot to me. You always, like, encouraging me to keep going and, like, not give up on my things, and this is something that I really have fun doing, and I, I am passionate about, and I do plan on getting a little more serious about it so thank you for always reminding me to keep going and keep pushing you are truly appreciated for that more than you know so you know let's get right into the things first and foremost tell the tunicorns how you identify what are your pronouns so d mage aka mage moves uh, I identify as she, her, madam. That's how oh. I, <laughs> I identify miss. Mm-hmm. Okay, period. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like madam. I'm stuck right there. Madam. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just add it for the fancy, the bougie. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm with it. Okay, she, her, madam, and miss. Okay, I like it. Tell the tunicorns, are you dating? Are you single? Are you taking? Like, what's going on in your world? Right now, I would say it's TBD. (laughs) I feel (laughs) like until someone shows me they're worth my time, then I'm just putting a pause on it. If you're not helping me excel or get things done in my life, make life easier, then I have no time or energy for you. So, TBD. TBD. So, So you're not closed off to it. You're just chilling. No, but I might be hosting casting calls soon, but just right now they're on <laughs> Come on. Okay. We love a good casting call, a good potential Rasta. Like, okay, we love it here. And I'm with you as far as like, if you're not coming to make my life better, I can for sure a thousand percent say my number one love language is acts of service. 
And I was just talking to my homegirl TK about this. Shout out TK. Um, about if you want me to show up a certain way, right? We dating and we kicking the bobos or whatever. I'm trying to get to know you. Especially if you start to become my favorite or like we starting to spend time and you moving up in the ranks and you like my go-to and I'm your go-to. Like if you want me to show up in a certain way or do certain things or be like a certain level of accessible, you got to help me figure out how to make things easier over here so that I have more time to play games with you. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Like, Absolutely. if I got a full roster, a full plate, you and you're a mom, you know what I'm saying? A great mom, in my opinion. Um, you are a working woman full time. Um, you are in leadership, so that's a, a whole nother level, right? And so if you want me to have time to do all this other stuff outside of work, outside being a mom, a sister, a friend, a lover, whatever, you gotta come in and be creative in ways to assist me that make me feel like you are trying to show me that you're making some space because you value my time and you know that any time that I give to you is essentially extra but we all really don't have no extra time by any extra time we usually using it for sleep you know self-care trying to get ourselves together so if I'm incorporating you in it I need you to figure out how to get in there and do something that's gonna take some of the pressure off me and that's not always financial because i know before y'all start coming for me i'm right, right here because right. i already know that's what it's saying for the ones in the back okay it's not <laughs> always money we'll take it but it's it's more you making a genuine effort in in inserting yourself in ways even to the smallest thing like you know did you eat today you send me some doordash or you you know asking me do I, you know, I, I know you at home while you at home, you know, can I come over and clean out your car? Like, I know that sounds crazy, but just anything that's yeah. going to help me, like, have more time to, to date you, because that's essentially what you want. And especially when we start getting into, like, the cooking and you want me to be, you know, doing whatever it is that you want. You got to, you got to jump in there and kind of help me lessen the load, because I'm going to do the same for you, too. Like, it's, it's a mutual beneficial situation, so... I would say I'm with you on that. If you can't jump in there and like make stuff make more sense for me, then I don't know what you're doing here. So, right. so be a help, like be shipped. <laughs> I, I yeah. don't know. Do I have to pay someone else to do these store runs, you know, or are you going to help? So like you said, it doesn't have to be the financials. It doesn't have to be the hair done, nails done, everything did. But if you want to do that, fine. But that's not what I need at this point in my life at the age that we are so mm-hmm. you know help out with homework uh do literally games something like cut the grass you know something that's free i got a lawnmower do it you yeah. know take care of that so that's just where i'm coming from so that's why it's tbd i understand that and you and you deserve the very best and so you keep holding out and you keep being tbd until somebody <laughs> make until somebody make it make sense so i'm with you on that for sure um tell the people what is your sign leo the best sign on this side of the planet all right not too much not too leo much. nation leo season oh king of the jungle hear us roar queen of the jungle okay not all not the queen <laughs> Listen, yeah I not knew, the king the queen <laughs> i knew i was gonna set myself up and let me tell you how i know i love you because i do not be letting especially the signs that's real close to my birthday 
I don't let y'all rah-rah during Virgo season and it is very much that. It's very much that, so not too much, friend. You know what I'm saying? It's very much, it's very much Virgo season, so not too much over there. But you truly are truly are Leo through and freaking through. That is you don't you rep it all day, all night, you let everybody know, and that is so funny to me. Um, love that for you because you do not hold them up when it comes to repping your sign. So what do you think is the most misconcepted thing about a Leo that people say about Leos that we think we're all that (laughs) I think it's more of like knowing being confident in things that we do and there's times where we don't feel like we can do everything right and that's where you learn different people's skills and talents and and network with other people we can't do everything I think that's the misconception that Leo's want to do everything we want to rule everything no we don't (laughs) we don't no you can come in and rule too especially as a female Leo we do want a man that we can trust to lead us keyword trust okay (laughs) okay because you got to be showing some signs that you are capable you can't just be coming in stomping talking about be submissive but that's a whole conversation for another day child what would you say is very true about leo that people say yeah i'm here we had a disconnect it's all yeah we did so what would you say is very true about a leo that people say often that we naturally have people gravitate to us like our personalities can be magnetic and a lot of times we're not seeking well i know me personally i'm not seeking for that type of attention but for some reason we do uh have people gravitate to us and we get a lot of feedback that people can see like this light in us and we are a sun sign so and a fire sign so i can see that and i I will agree with that okay okay I, i feel it i dig it so my next question for you is i always ask my guests this or i try to especially season two i'm trying to get more structured and be better um how did we meet We originally met in high school at the Fine and the Performing Arts High School in Detroit, and uh, it was a great time. And uh, we weren't as close, but we never had any issues, no beef in the hallways or nothing like that. I would say (laughs) we got the most close on social media, Twitter. Uh, That's where our friendship started to really grow. Uh, And then also it rapidly grew when the pandemic hit you know and Mm -hmm. as you started coming up with the podcast and I started listening I really said hey she a dope personality and during that time when we was on Twitter and I was being a serial online dater at that time you know sharing those stories we were able to connect and relate on a lot of things and I'm just thankful for that time And, and when I ventured back over to Twitter because a lot of people wasn't messing with Twitter for quite some time like it blew up at first and we was all there and then a lot of people left but some of us kept it going and then some of us migrated back over to Twitter so I love it there Twitter yeah I definitely tend to like Twitter more than Facebook or Instagram or any of those things Instagram really has never been my girl let me just say that's for pictures I'm not a picture girl I don't be caring about pictures so Instagram has never been my jam. 
I feel like Facebook is more to keep up with people lives like you want to be extra nosy messy whatever you can see you know what's really going on and really to keep up like with your family I think um not to say you don't keep up with friends but I would say Twitter for me is more fun because people seem and at least in my opinion seem to just be more of themselves and Twitter is hilarious like black Twitter I go to Twitter for my kikis and I go to Twitter just let off like Twitter is a good place to just let off quick little this how I feel, whether good, bad, ugly, indifferent, and then just get on off of there. You ain't got to stay. You ain't got to look. You ain't got to scroll. Or you do stay. You might see a homegirl, like you said, and that's how we got close because we would just start going in. Hilarious. And so I am also grateful for that time. Like you said, yes, we met in high school, but we weren't close in high school. And I know that's a lot due to the way the classes were structured based on like whatever your discipline was so a lot of times they would just group you with whoever if you was in a band that's who you got your regular classes with if you in choir that's who you got your regular classes with so they did that on purpose obviously um just for i guess continuity or because it made sense or whatever so that you could spend more time with the same people in your discipline so i guess it made sense but then it kind of created this area where it's like you know, I kind of want to get cool with some people in the band or some people in dance. Not that you didn't have no classes with them, but for the majority, it seemed like that is the way they scheduled us. So we didn't really have a lot of classes together. We would just kind of see each other around. You was always cool to me, never had a problem with you. But we did start to get more close over the past few years over social media. So I am grateful for that. Now, for the rapid fire questions that I like to ask when my <laughs> friends come. Uh-oh. Two rapid fires. Rapid fire number one. What is your favorite part of our friendship? The transparency. I like how you're going to give it to me straight up, no chaser. Good, bad, and ugly. Uh, and always challenge me to look at things from a different perspective. Uh, and that's what the beauty of having a good, authentic relationship, friendship is about. Uh, being comfortable to share that with your friends because it's not growing you if you hear someone always agreeing with you, always on your side, even if you're wrong. So I think how authentic we are and then how we can change our dynamics. We talk about everything. We talk about life issues, work issues, relationship issues. And then we just joke. We have a good level of fun and entertainment in our conversations. And everybody listening to this podcast is getting a taste of some of our phone calls, things we talk about, and it goes up and down all around. But at the end of the day, we still leave the call like, ooh, I'm grateful for that relationship. I'm grateful for this friendship in my life that I want to continue to invest in and grow and watch it blossom over time so that's what I'm thankful for friend I I love you I love you (laughs) please you know what I I might don't worry about it they can't see me they can't see me Um, (laughs) I'm grateful for the same right um, I do appreciate how we literally can go all over the map and then come back and be like, okay, all right, girl, talk to you later. Like, it's never, it's always all love, even when we have to have, I don't think we ever really had to have super difficult conversations, but we do always keep it transparent. And I do appreciate that. Like you said, I don't need people just telling me yes all the time. And you are definitely somebody who challenges me to think higher better you know reach for the stars and so i'm definitely grateful for that um is there anything that you would change about our friendship 
I wish we had more time to like do stuff together but I think with our work schedule age driving cost of gas <laughs> cost of living the economy we can't <laughs> live the lives that we want to live but I I would love to be able to do great things with my friends throughout the year and then also with us being in Michigan I don't drive in the snow a lot of people that know me know I don't but now the tunicorns know it uh I tend to hibernate once November hit so then my friends will see me back outside around March like towards the end of March because this is Michigan so we still be having snow all (laughs) through spring it appears but that would that would be the one thing I would say I would change I wish I could travel more with with you more exciting things throughout the year I literally was gonna say travel like we talk often I think we talk a a good amount um we don't see each other as often as I would like but when we do it's a good time but I would like to travel with you because you be having way too much fun when you be going on your trips and like you said you and I I think we're all kind of experiencing things you know even somebody who makes the most money just the way the world is right now, the way the economy is, things are different um, and things are, you know, people really just trying to survive and really just make sure that, hell, we, we can take care of ourselves. And so when it start coming to the extracurriculars, you know, that's one of the things that I, you know, if I'm being super honest, I get frustrated about because I do like to travel. I enjoy traveling a lot and you and I have never been anywhere together, but we'll always talk about our individual travels. I just think we would truly have a ball, so I would definitely look forward to when brighter days are ahead financially and the weather start clearing up and things of that nature, you know, that we could plan a trip as friends and get it popping. And I, that's something I definitely look forward to. So I was going to say definitely the same thing, just being having the flexibility to do things more, especially outside of Michigan, because like you said, Michigan. So... You know, we right. only get one and a half weeks of sunshine and then it's back to the BS. So I agree with you on that one. So I know in the beginning, I talked a little bit about your birthday extravaganza. And I say it just like that because that's exactly what it was. And while it was small in number, it was mighty in like event like the event was so nice it was so beautiful i'm going to give my account i definitely want you to jump in whenever you feel like you want to jump in but i will say the way you it was set up was we you had uh one of our fellow o2s who didn't graduate with us but he made it to the bitter end (laughs) he made it to the bitter end so he's always gonna be an honorary o2 and in my mind he graduated with us because for the reasons why he left it was very grown, very adult, and made very much sense why he had to go do what he had to do. So for me, if you made it all four years to the bitter end, I don't care where you graduated from, you still an honorary, you know, DSA graduate. Um, and so uh, Kirk, shout out to Kirk, he came and he plays the, now see, you would know more than this, I don't know the type of sax he plays. I actually think he's versed in a few of them. So I'm maybe say, girl, can... he plays multiple saxophones. Let's just say he plays several different saxophones <laughs> okay and so he came right and he had we you did a backyard affair where you had like appetizers you had food you had a, a signature drink right everybody could just come in the backyard it was a lovely setup you had the tables the chairs the tent the covered tent 
Um, and Kurt came with his saxophone and his setup, right? His soundboard and the music. And it was just so nice. Like you could hear the music from the street. So when I was parking, I was like, oh, it's about to be a good time. <laughs> Walking back, you were there to greet me. I felt so loved and welcome. You were like, I was excited to see you. And this is my first time coming to your home. I had never been to your home and that's crazy. So here we are. <laughs> and so walking in the backyard getting to meet your dad for the first time um getting to see your kids and getting to get to know some of your extended family and friends that was so cool and it was just such a good time and then over time some more o2s wound up coming shout out to pavia i forgot uh, pavia you are hilarious like she, she always been funny but i really forgot how extra funny she is it's like She's hilarious she truly did not miss a beat like we, we, we something else. The class of O2, we something else. Like, we was just a whole different breed. So that is, I when I was there at the party, I experienced love, um, hospitality. It was so nice to meet your father. Um, and just, like, and you got it bad, by the way. You got a Leo daddy and a Leo son. I be praying for you every Leo <laughs> season. Every Leo season, I be praying for you. Like, friend, you can't celebrate your birthday. You got about 28 birthdays with, like, close Leo birthdays in your family. I be like, woo! Yeah. I wouldn't make it. I would, everybody else would get celebrated but me. I'd be like, maybe next time, y'all. <laughs> but and, the fact- And that does happen. That does happen, which is why it's so hard for me to figure out what I'm doing for my birthday because I'm trying to make sure everybody else is good but that's just because of my personality so that's why when my friends you all hit me up like hey what you doing for your birthday and I'm like I don't know yet because I'm trying to get their birthdays out the way so you write about that it's it's very hard and that's when I don't be shouting Leo season <laughs> <laughs> you be over it friend yeah I'll be like pipe down all right relax that's enough <laughs> not too much Listen, and that's wild because in the same breath, right, I've done that multiple times. I have a best friend, my best friend, Cece. Her birthday is literally the day after mine. Um, There was a point where my ex, his birthday was the day before mine. And I was just always worried about his birthday, her birthday, like making sure that they having a good time. And me just kind of in the middle somewhere like bloop, like I and just really not wanting to celebrate my birthday or so concerned with their birthdays that it was just like they would literally have to shake it out of me like what do you want to do like do I want to take you out and I would be like okay but like learning (laughs) to like make space for yourself too so I'm very glad that this year you made space for yourself and really did something intentional and I love your selflessness because you did let your son and your father be a part of it you did mention them because they're both Leo's um, and you still celebrated them. And even though at some point you sent Britt on his way because he, you know, a kid and it was a adult affair, you know, the lights start going down, the kids got to go. <laughs> so it is what it is. But for the moments that he could be there, you still were very much like, I'm not selfish and I'm going to share this with y'all. And it was just such a vibe, just a bop. It was good. Kirk was playing his ass off. The talent was a chef's kiss. Like, it was just amazing. And I was very glad to be there. So... Thank you for inviting me, of course. So tell me how you was feeling. Like, did you really enjoy yourself that day? You look like you was having a ball. The outfit changes took me out. Please, please, <laughs> please. You came out of one outfit. was like, I'm about to go change. Came out Lucy Goosey with the second one. I'm like, I know that's right. Okay, friend. She said, I'm in my backyard. You came with the karaoke speaker after a while. Brought the mic out. I said, oh, it's about to get live. Like, 
crazy. Yeah. It was wild. So how did you feel? I know you enjoyed yourself, but tell me your thoughts about it. I I was very um, happy with the way it all turned out. Everyone had a great time. It was good vibes. And a lot of times when you're hosting a party, you want to make sure the guests are good. And I wanted to make sure my dad was good. My son was good. But I also had to show a form of self-care that this is also to celebrate me. So once I made sure everyone was straight, I had to let my hair down and relax which is why I did the wardrobe change. Like it was the daytime look and then it was the nighttime turn up look. And so uh, I definitely had a fabulous time. It was great seeing everybody. Of course, I wanted to invite more people, but because I wanted it to be small and intimate and really not overwhelm my dad with so many people because he's still like, hey, COVID's still real. You know, he didn't want too many people breathing around him being, you know, older. And so I wanted to, yard jazz lounge experience so he can be entertained and I can be entertained so how to find the middle balance I think it turned out excellent and I was so happy that everyone enjoyed themselves I stayed up to like two three o'clock in the morning it was a great time uh and hopefully that's just the start of many um it was it was great like I couldn't ask for a better birthday and, I, and that was at my house. <laughs> like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful, I would say. Everything, I didn't see nothing that went wrong. If it did, you played it off very lovely. And it was just a nice time just for, that's the type of stuff I be trying to be on. Like, the club, no thank you. <laughs> I will go to a bar <laughs> occasionally. But see, bars tend to be, especially if you go to the ones where you know the crowds are, more tempered to your age and what you like. Like, I got a couple that I know I'm always going to have a good time and it's not going to be no young people foolishness. Like, I can't even believe we at the auntie age where we can say that now. Like, we still young people, right. but we are, there's younger people that get on our nerves. Like, yeah. <laughs> we might be young people that get on other generation nerves, but there are young people that get on our nerve now and that's crazy to me. But, <laughs> so, the yeah. experience you provided was very given jazz, given, like you said, lounge. It was very nice. The weather was perfect everything was perfect and i think you had a little something for everybody i think everybody enjoyed themselves so it was bomb i'm glad that you had it and i'm glad that you celebrated yourself along in conjunction with your family but you didn't forget about you and that's important because i know that's something we both working on like big up in ourselves and like celebrating ourselves and taking the opportunities to do that so kudos to us for for working ourselves when I say I am struggling trying to do anything for my birthday and y'all really pushing me like please just do something I'm like fine so I'll TBD over here TBD with the birthday plans but something gonna come it's coming so you obviously you on the list of people and I'll keep you posted now I'm VIP I mean, I pull up at the club, (laughs) VIP, gas tank, oh, even our drinks on me, white people. Oh, we don't want that, though. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Well, that was speaking to the economy, I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. We was wild back then. Oh, we we was talking crazy, crazy as hell. Right, no. Oh, my God. So, I'm going to go ahead and ask you, we almost 30 minutes in. And now I really want to get to the meat of why we're here for real and the subject at hand. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you up top, should we take a break or you want to keep going? Let's take a quick break and then we'll get back to it.
I write to the chorus, taking a break, but you know when it gets to y'all, it's gonna flow right into it. So just imagine y'all taking a break with us and we'll be right back to get into the meat of what we are here to discuss. Right, Tunicorns, we took our break. We back. You back with me, D Mage? Hey, what up? There, there she is. Am is here. Here I go. <laughs> okay, in the building. All right. So, you know, one thing that we got to do at the backyard extravaganza when we were able to meet up with some of our fellow O2 classmates and just have a really great time over cocktails and BS. Um, one of the things that we talked about, I can't even get it out without laughing, is why, and and I'm just going to give y'all a disclaimer right now, class of O2, y'all can be prepared to feel however y'all want to feel. Really, if you went to DSA between the years of 98 and 2002, just anybody could get it. Clips loaded. Like, we about to fire. It's about to be some shot fire. Like, and not even on no, like, messy-ish, but, like, really on some, like, what is going on, right? So here we are. Right, real, real shit. Like, okay. real, like, like, it's going to come The beginning real. was the intro. <laughs> now, it's time for the matinee. <laughs> and, okay, we we definitely about to get go down in some stuff, y'all, because technically, so if you graduated in 02, that means you are inching up on your way to 40, which also means that you should be celebrating your two year the 20th anniversary yeah 20 years out of high school right and let me tell you how y'all we we ain't get past the 10th one it's really the biggest question that we had at your party and when we had our deep convos is why the O2s, why we can't never get it together. I have so many theory Kate with a capital C. And it's crazy because other classes I have seen, and obviously as the classes get older, or well, let me say this, get younger. So as the years go up, which means the, the class is getting younger, I don't know them too well. But what I can say is I am still in connection with a few of the O3s. Um, I might see them out and about and just even on Facebook. And they are always successfully able to do a reunion with a substantial amount of people. And they always look like they having a damn ball. And so all the time, time, right? And so I'm like, what is going on with our class? And what is it about our class that makes it's making this difficult where we cannot get together and have the reunions. And one of the reasons why we're bringing it up is because I see on Facebook, because we do have a page where people are trying to get some things together. They're trying to figure it out, but the participation is either low or no go or whatever. And I'm guilty because I'm not in there saying nothing. I'm just kind of in there peeping, really low key trying, like waiting to see if this really gonna get pulled off and if I see a nice amount of traction, maybe I'll join in as well, right? So that is really gonna be the topic of this uh, second segment. However, it would we would be remiss if we did not, hold on, dust off. 
<laughs> the yearbook and go down in some of the things that's in here because some of y'all was out of pocket and some of y'all still are. Let me just say, <laughs> some of y'all I have gotten closer with over the years and was like, damn, either I wish y'all was this cool in high school. Hell, I wish I was as cool as I am now in high school. Um, and I would, I know that my relationships with people would have been different, but we'll get into that in a minute. And some of y'all still the exact same person, so no growth there. And then some of y'all really have matured. Like some of y'all have gotten worse. So I mean, I know that's like anybody. And some of life. them have stayed the same. Can we? Can I? Yeah. So let's up. yeah, let's revisit. Let's go back. They to still some like BSA. Oh, like still <laughs> living in your glory days at high school, and it's really truly time to give it up at this point. But. You know, we'll get into all that. So before we get deep into our reasons why we feel like our class specifically just cannot never get it together when it comes to a reunion, I want to give it like some time to breathe and we'll just slowly boil to that, right? So first of all, for for y'all who don't know, for y'all who's listening, who's not from Detroit, who's from other places, whatever. So the high school we attended officially is called the Detroit High School for the Fine and Performing Arts. And the Detroit High School for the Fine and Performing Arts, at least when we went there, is a school where you had to have some type of talent in the areas of the following. Dance, vocal music, instrumental music, drama, and visual art so those were the categories in which you had to have some type of talent and or skill um because you actually had to audition to go to our school and for short it's called dsa um you had to audition and not only did you have to audition at least during the years we went you had to write an essay i'm talking about the process was rigorous you couldn't just walk through the door the crazy part about that is even with the audition, even with even though DSA was a um, a public school technically by all intensive purposes, it was what you call a school of choice because it was like almost like going to a magnet a magnet school or going to one of those gifted and talented schools. And I'm sure everywhere everywhere has one of those schools or like a middle school, a magnet middle school, or a gifted and talented. A lot of places have performing arts schools. So our criteria for DSA. You had to audition. You had to write an essay why you wanted to be picked. And then you had to be hella talented because what would happen is there's so much funding, right, for a school of choice. And you have to, like, uphold that name. And so you would have to go through all these things. And once you started, once they started picking students, this is how it would go. They would pick the creme de la creme first. And then people who were like next in line and next in line, because you still had to have a certain amount of enrollees, right? So even if everybody who auditioned wasn't the creme de la creme, the creme de la creme got in first. And then they did have to let a certain amount of potential in. That's what we're going to call it. Potential. <laughs> hey, you knew the, the ones that was. Yes. <laughs> and you knew who the potential was, baby. And you knew they who the because oh hello like a sore ass thumb and and it was like okay baby we know you're here to keep the quota up and it is what it is we like you anyway beautiful gowns love the sweater whatever because <laughs> at the end of the day they still had an obligation to have a certain amount of students right so that's how that kind of went so that being said one thing I would 
be remiss in not saying is one of my favorite parts about going to DSA was the fact that the late great beautiful princess of Detroit Aaliyah attended our school and she graduated in 97 so she graduated the year right before we came and I used to be like dang I wish she would have graduated like I wish she was still there when we was there and she would come back and visit and you know things of that nature and she was just one of the more um people that you know, we could say on a national level, right, that we're proud of. We have some other superstars come on out of right. DSA as well. Um, I don't want to get to naming, naming names because I don't want to... <laughs> not, not for real because I don't feel like going down in it because I know I'm going to forget somebody. I can, just off the rip, I can say I remember um, Robert Curry um from day 26 um, from day 26 one of my favorite groups um even still to this Absolutely. day they had some babies hey. and Absolutely. um so from y'all know day 26 for making the band so robert curry did attend dsa and he was class of 02 shout out to the class of 02 again so we have some really amazing talent at dsa um and it was just like almost like going to fame, like being at the movie Fame all day, yeah. every day. People in the hallways and they leotards, doing backflips, uh, doing beats in the lunchroom on the table, singing, yeah. randomly making up songs. Like it was what a time, right? That was my favorite thing um, about going to DSA. So I went to DSA. Um, I actually auditioned for both. I auditioned for, and I don't know if you knew this, friend. But I auditioned for the orchestra because I used to play the cello. What? And I played, yeah. So I played the cello from third grade all the way up until middle school. So, but then middle school is where I started getting an interest for singing. And so I was like, dang, I really want to do both. And at the time I was coming, they weren't letting a lot of the freshmen do major and minors because it was too much for your curriculum. So they made me choose. So I auditioned with the cello and I also auditioned with vocal. And then they were like, you can go either way. Which one do you want to do? And I wound up picking vocal because I had really started getting deep into my voice and then starting to realize, like, oh, I know how to harmonize. Oh, I can read music. So I was really more intrigued with choir and chorus and all of that. And I kind of was over the cello. I don't know why. I kind of wish I would have stuck with it. I probably would have been in the DSO, the Detroit Symphony Orchestra hey. by now. But and we would have been close then, because you would have been over there in the right. Orchestra I would have been area. in your territory, which was coming up next. So tell everybody <laughs> your major at DSA was what? So I was in the Wind Symphony. So that's band. Um, I was in, down with the Woodwinds, Team Woodwinds. So that's okay. Cool clarinet, saxophone, few others, but flute was the best, okay? We had the songbird <laughs> of the band, okay? okay. So, uh, was first chair probably like my 10th grade year, wasn't planning on being that, but nobody practiced, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I love my experience there because to me, it was probably one of the things that kept us centered. We didn't know that our arts was like our stress relief. Like if right. you think about how we express ourselves, some people may not be the best speakers, the best writers, but when you are in your element, you can communicate the most, you know what I'm saying? So that's dancing, uh, painting, whatever. So my flute was really like my stress reliever in life. And I think it taught us how to finish both or take on a lot. 
academics plus art. So for me, DSA taught me how to be the powerhouse I am today, you know, cybersecurity queen by day, super mom at night. You know? yeah, so okay, so it, it, we did nine hours a day. So, you know, it was it was a beautiful time. And one of the things I talked to you about is that I couldn't stand hearing the people that complained about being a DSA. Like, well, take your bitch ass out of here. <laughs> like, leave. <laughs> leave. You're not talented. We see it. Go ahead. If your parents are making you go here, I don't want to hear you. Because Correct. Some we had a lot of those. I didn't want to go here. My, my mama made me go here because I could say, <laughs> okay, tell your mom you got a backbone and you don't want to be here. Like, stand up for yourself. Get up. Stand up. Stand up for your rights. Like, get up. Like, yeah, because please. it was a slap in the face for those of us that watched fame growing up, watched the movie, the TV show, knew that we loved our arts and enjoyed doing what we doing. It was a slap in the face. Like, so that's, I, I know we're going to dive into that as we get into more of this conversation. For sure. Sure. But if you did not want to be there and you vocalized that to me, I really was like, don't talk to me. I don't have no place for you. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy because that really was about to be like my second question, but we kind of already hit it, which is like, what was your overall experience at DSA? I would say for me, I would say I was one of the ones that wanted to be there. So in that regard, it was great. I can say I met some lifelong friends, some really great people, some talented people um, that I still talk to to this day, work with to this day. Some of them are 02, some of them are 03, some of them are, you know, 99s. I, I have a few people that I talk to um, from our era, I guess, our four-year span, which... Um, like you said, the, I think it's the 98th to the 2002. So I do have a myriad of people that I have grown close relationships with. But high school in general for me, I'm not going to lie. I was not one of those people who were was very um, self-aware. And I, I was still kind of trying to figure out things in my place. And don't get me wrong. I had my friend group like everybody had theirs. I wasn't just like the I man out and I didn't have like a circle. But I would say just knowing who I am like what I like and my style I didn't have none like I didn't have a sense of fashion and things of that nature like I wasn't just out here looking crazy but I just didn't really have my own identity where I felt very much like I'm that girl you know what I'm saying and I really wasn't as tapped into my personality as I am now so when people tell me now oh you are so funny you are so I'd be like ah bless your heart because I don't (laughs) thank you but hey like in high school I was more I was funny, but it was like only to people who really knew me and everybody else. Yeah. I was just really too busy with my head tucked between my legs, just trying to graduate, like get me out of here. And then also, <laughs> and not and but not because I didn't like DSA, but just because I just high school wasn't that for me. To be honest, I had way more fun in middle school. Like middle school was fun as fuck. Shout out to Barbara, Absolutely. Barbara Madden, middle school, the nights, the Barbara nights. Like if you went to Barbara, shout out because we had a good fucking time at Barbara. Um, and I that's really when I came into myself and I started feeling like I knew about more of what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be and shout out to the counselor I don't remember her name I feel terrible actually the reason I found out about DSA and I'm gonna keep it real because some of y'all be lying about the Cass King Renaissance test and I'm not about to go down into it if you from Detroit you know the big three that's like how we is here with GM4 and uh, Chrysler them them the big three Cass King Renaissance and you had to take this test 
to get into these schools and they were like standardized city um statewide tests the same kind you take like if you're taking an sat or something like that because those three schools were considered the top-notch school so you did have to take a test if not you go into whatever your neighborhood school is depending on what side of town you live on right and luckily dsa was still very new dsa was a very very new school and so it hadn't even been around what not even five years yet right um, i think it opened we were, in 96 96 right so i'm talking years. about fresh dsa was just getting off the ground right and so I remember taking the Cass King Renaissance test. Mind you, let me be very thorough with y'all. My tuna course, I do not like science. I don't like math. I'm not good at none of that shit. Like, I got to really work hard at it. Like, reading and writing has always been my jam. So I'm good at that. I'm good at any history, anything like that, retaining facts. When we start talking about the numbers, if it ain't about cutting the check, please leave me alone. It's not important. Like, I don't, I don't, numbers ain't never been my friend. And um, so I, I didn't do well on those, on that uh, test to get into Cavs King Renaissance. And I was scared as hell because I thought I was going to have a life doomed to go to Persian. Shout out to the Doughboys and the Doughgirls. If you listen to it and you went to Persian, love you down. But that wasn't the destiny for me. Like, that ain't where I wanted to be. <laughs> Mainly because my father attended Persian. And then my eldest brother attended Persia and he was like that guy and very popular. And I just wanted to go somewhere where nobody knew my name. Like I didn't want it to be cheered. Like sometimes you want to go where everybody knows. Like, I don't know. I don't want everybody to know my name. And he had a reputation. Like my brother was very popular in high school. And so I didn't want to go there. Um, and plus I knew I was self-aware in the way that I knew if I went to Persian, it was way too many fine-ass hood boys at Persian. Way too many dudes mm. in the neighborhood that I knew. And I knew it was going to be all bad for me. I knew it was going to be all bad for me. I wouldn't have made it out alive. So I was like, let when me... When you know, you know. <laughs> Man, what? So I, I was like, nah, Persian ain't for me. But I was a little devastated because I was like, you know, where am I going to go to school? And because yeah. I had been so active at Barber... One of the counselors was like, oh, ain't you the, like, at this point, I was like um, the choir director and we had like a gospel choir and I was the, like the junior director over that. And then I had won the eighth grade talent show. Um, shout out to Destiny's Child. It's Virgo season anyway, Beyonce girl. Yes, because we wound up doing uh, No, No, No. And I said this in my last episode with EJ. Shout out to my boy EJ. But we wound up hey, winning EJ. first place doing, hey EJ, that's bae. Um, we wound up doing, uh, yes. And you know, EJ is from Detroit, but he lives in Atlanta now. So, but he is from Detroit. Um, so I, the council wound up pulling me aside and being like, hey, you are super talented. There's this new school that just opened up and I think it would be perfect for you. Do you want to go? And I just was like, okay, tell me about it. And I wasn't sure about it at first, but I was like, well, this sounds way better than going to my neighborhood high school. So yeah, let's do it. Was hella nervous, wasn't sure if I was going to get in or not. And I wound up getting in and um, was around a bunch of talented people. And the crazy part about auditioning at DSA, and I'm sure you remember, is that you had to kind of sit in the hallway or be in the hallway listening to other people audition. That was intimidating mm -hmm. as hell, especially with vocal. <laughs> Baby, because yeah. I think no, I was, same with being though. I feel like I sound like trash. <laughs> like, yeah, because the people, some people that went before me, I remember, and I was like, oh my, 
I'm not gonna get in. Like, oh, this, these girls are seasoned, baby. Like, woo, y'all sound good, but I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Listen, and it's not that I can't sing, but let me be, I'm gonna be real transparent with you, friend. I don't think it, this is something I talk about often. I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. And while I may not be able to riff and run down the scale like some of these girls do, I know that my strength, which was sight reading, because I had been taking piano lessons since I was a little girl. So I knew how to read music, which was a very strong selling point, but I also have a really great ear for music. And so I knew that would be like a test where they would kind of test your ear, see if you could hold pitch and things like that. And I can sing, but I'm just not about to do a bunch of vocal acrobats because that's just never been me, right? So I knew the combination of that in addition to my essay and all of that was going to get me in the door. And it did. Um, So that is how I got in. And I would say I had a great time at DSA just as far as I felt like I was around my people. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I was around my tribe, but I do think that I would have had a different experience if I was more into like academics. Like I, I got decent grades. I wasn't failing. I would, I'm what you call like a slightly above average student where I knew I had to get A's, B's, C's, and maybe hopefully nothing else because my parents was going to be on my ass, but I really wasn't a scholar. Like I'm not studious at all. I don't like school. My attention span was like, no. So I would just say the best parts of being there was the people I met. And then like you said, our discipline that kept us grounded and really was the reason why we really were there. And that's where we really shine. And that was our stress relief. And that's where we really were able to connect with each other and really have those moments and put those things together. So that I would say was my overall experience. I kind of, I enjoyed myself there, but because I just really wasn't fucking with school in general, I was just kind of ready to graduate just for that reason, but not because I didn't want to be at DSA. Um, So would you... Now, friend, just adding to what you're saying, like, this is me looking back, but I probably had the same feelings you had when we were in it. Yeah. (laughs) This is the more mature me looking back, like, damn, that was a dope-ass time. But when I was in it, I probably had the same feelings you had. Yeah. Because I wasn't that great at academics either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I... Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Looking back, I can see where... I, there were opportunities where I don't even think some of us realized how dope it was to have that privilege to go to a school like that um, and really just be amongst some really great people and a lot of us are doing a lot of bomb ass things now and really just still living in our craft and some of us don't do any of it anymore but we really had a time and it was like we really amongst our people like you really got to kind of relate and you knew you weren't this only person in the world with these gifts and like to like combine our gifts it was like putting all the infinity stones together you know what I'm saying like we will all come together with the band and with the dance and with the visual arts and the vocal and the drama club and like every time we would get together to do a production it was off the hood so I I definitely would say I overall I appreciated being at DSA and really was grateful because if DSA wasn't around, I definitely would have been going to Persian and then my life probably would have been much different than it is now. So with that being said, while you are at DSA, did you run for any class courts or like run for anything, any presidencies? So, uh, you brought up a good point. I mean, by you being first chair and all, you know what I'm saying. And for y'all who not band geeks, let me say, cause Danielle tried to slide right past that. I'm gonna slide right back. First chair means you that girl. 
first year means <laughs> you're that girl or and or guy or who however you identify. That means you know your stuff. You are not in first chair. If you don't, it's the same like when you inquire and you the section leader. It's the same kind of principle, right? If you are, or when you are principal role in drama or whatever. Like first chair means you that girl. So please let the people know you you definitely was being first chair by <laughs> tenth grade. That's something to say. Like literally, yeah. So you soloist. You play correct. all the solos. That's your part if you're first chair principal. You do all the leading roles and then you also have to go to at DSA we had to play an orchestra too so we would go join the strings and become a whole symphony orchestra when you're first or second chair and I had the honor of serving in that place many times with my cousin Kelly. Uh, shout out to Kelly. I love you, Kelly. Yes, Kelly. Down in Georgia. Uh, not many people knew we were cousins at the time. We didn't even know. <laughs> Every time you so, tell me that, I scream. I'm glad well, y'all never just, had beef. Yeah, we met. Uh, it was weird because we just first met in ninth grade. You know, of course, you know, as we grew as individuals, mature. But yeah, never know big people. Even though, be, I mean, it's like it's being introduced to your cousin on day one. This your cousin, what? I don't even know. So it was all right. Time, but she, Especially she at your big from, old age in ninth grade. Right. So she came from Spain, middle school, and shout out to Spain. I know we talked about middle schools a little bit before. I think Spain is also mm -hmm. a school of choice, and that's where Kirk is from. They had a phenomenal band teacher. So all the kids from Spain was like shit yeah like you people. already knew they were, yeah, <laughs> when you, if you went to Spain like they was recruiting from Spain if you went to Spain and you were in the band or in the music program baby they wanted you bad at DSA because you they had an excellent music program now, I didn't even go to Spain and I would hear about Spain all the time so right. let me just put so that out got, there like the Deborah Spencers and Gwendolyn Spencer yep. all them like the Frederick Durhall like all yep so you yep. knew, like when the Spain kids was doing their interview uh, in auditions, you were like, oh man, that's a Spain. <laughs> like, yeah, more than likely like, they get in. Yep. <laughs> right, they, they already had it because they had Miss Allen as their instructor and I don't know who their vocal teacher was over there. And uh, uh, and the dance, really good arts program over there. Yeah, so, Spain was, yeah, I heard, always had heard good things about Spain when we were, at the time when we were coming up through the ranks, so yeah. Yeah, so they blew and, and then I also came from a school in my middle school and that's how I found out about DSA because mm -hmm. I went to Clifford Academy Multicultural Middle School over in Mexican Town, you know. Okay, solid, solid. So that's where I got my foundation and um, but still it wasn't on that level that I needed to be in DSA. So I actually went to Wayne State during that summer to get mm -hmm. lessons to get ready for my audition at DSA because that I knew DSA so was on a different level and I didn't want to go my neighborhood school at the time was Denver so I was on Oof. the opposite part of the east side but Oof. look the boys were fine up there okay. hello hello Trouble. listen because okay. the boys was fine that Persian too and that's why I'm glad my ass wasn't that Persian now let me say this <laughs> that don't take away from the boys that was fine at DSA before y'all start coming for us we y'all was fine too baby but it was y'all was small it in was number it was a small it was, it was, yes yeah with DSA 
because of the way it was structured, there were definitely girls outnumbering the boys. And that's mainly because we did not have sports, but we'll get to that. So the boys really didn't want to come anyway. Like you really had to love <laughs> what you did to come to DSA because we ain't have a gym. We didn't have sports. Our our uh, oh, yeah. PE requirement was dance. You either tap, was in tap, tap or dance. <laughs> and that is crazy as hell. So you really had to love what you did to go to DSA. So we had some fine boys too. So please, y'all don't come for me. Don't yeah. come for D-Mage either. But right. the neighborhood Y'all's high cute. schools and the other schools where you didn't have to audition and where they had sports and they had a gym, that's where the boys wanted to be because they wanted to play sports and I get it. So, you know, we was a little challenged. We were all fighting over the same three boys. So. Right, right. So, <laughs> so, you know, your parents wanted better. Even me, I wanted better because... You know, at that time when we was growing up, people were still getting wardens getting killed for shoes, coats, shrillings, all of that. So, they presented a safer environment. And then, sure, sure. because my, my grandma was a dope boy. She played on a basketball team in whatever year. I don't know. <laughs> okay, shout out to the dope girls. All right, Granny. Granny okay. and thing. She did yeah. play for Persian. So, um, but for me, DSA was the safer choice and the better choice because of the arts and the academics. It made us, like I said earlier, it made us a powerhouse. Like no other school could do that, which, you know, for me, I'm. why are we having the lamest reunions? But I won't skip ahead. I'm about to say lamest, they ain't even happening. So you you give it so much credit where credit ain't due. So we, we about to get there. So And that's interesting that you say that. And that's how I know you love your craft and how you wind up being first chair so early. Because I never told you this, friend, but when I was preparing for DSA, because I was so nervous and because I knew I wasn't, like I said, people, a lot of times when it comes to vocalists, if you're not doing a bunch of vocal acrobats, people, oh, you can't sing. People don't really lean into the people who just got true tone, just a beautiful voice and just like, just a nice tone. It's you got to be doing a bunch of backflips with your voice for people to be like, oh, you can sing. And it's like, mm. it's other people that can sing that don't necessarily do all of that. And I can point out a few famous people, but I won't because, you know, I want to keep this real cute and streamlined and we already, you know, combined we right. we hours so we gonna we gonna try right, to keep it right. cute like, we gonna try y'all but we gonna we gonna do what we gonna say what need to be said so and, and I, friend, actually, I didn't answer your question yet i did not answer your question yet did i run for any yes like, did you run for officers? any class officers and answer is no i i did win prom queen for my uh discipline for music mm-hmm. or band but no, did I run for those class officers, secretary, president? No. But I think we're going to get into that a little bit more. If and I we are. What I Don't worry. Now, <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe now. you would have rethought about it. Yes, friend, we're we going to get into it. So what I, to finish off what I was going to say, um, I actually wound up doing the same thing you did prior to auditioning. And I had um a, a company so the the person who was my piano teacher shout out to james daniels i love him i will always love him i used to get on his nerve being lazy not practicing and then trying to play everything by ear and by memory he used to be like girl beat it and so shout out to him for being patient with me when i was younger being my piano teacher um he wound up being my accompanist and it was so funny because when i got to dsa i was the only one kind of sitting in the hallway with this like grown man and so when the 
person came out to audition me, they were like, I'm sorry, parents, you can't be here. Parents, you have to wait outside or wait in the car or wherever. And I was like, this is my accompanist. And they were like, oh. <laughs> I really thought I was doing something, friend. I was like, uh, this is my accompanist. And they were like, oh, you bought your own accompanist. Because I didn't know they had one. I didn't know it was going to be one there. I thought I was going to have to sing acapella. Oh, no, you find parking stuff. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Yes, I thought I was gonna have to say acapulco, and I was like, "Ooh, no, I'm not singing acapulco. I'm bringing my accompanist." And then when I got in there, they already had one, but I was like, mm, "Step aside, James Daniel got this." So, Girl, and he did he so. I made like from my five heartbeats. You know, period. Slid right across them keys, okay? But he is one of the most amazing keyboardists I know in the city of Detroit. He's an older gentleman um, at this point. But you know, he he I always respected him as a, a teacher and a, a, a mentor. So yes, I brought him along. And so I just thought that was funny. So we did the same thing, friend. We was preparing like with additional classes and help and lessons. He would come to my house every week until I auditioned and we would go over my songs every week and then that made me feel more prepared. Um so did I run for any courts or anything? Yes, I did. Um I ran for president of show choir my senior year and I got president of show choir my senior year and I was nervous thank you and let me tell you I was nervous because a lot of DSA and and, and most high schools do this too it's not just DSA but a lot of stuff was a popularity contest and we'll get to that soon um it was a popularity contest versus who really deserved it and I'm not gonna lie and if you hear this I love you Don Boo uh Ladero Hart I went up against Ladero Hart for show choir president and I was so nervous because everybody loved him and he was that guy he was likable funny he was talented he was attractive right all the girls was on his head and so I was like oh, I'm not about to get this shit all the girls I mean truly all of them was on his head all, like, all the vocal girls all the vocal okay oh 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 not too much not too much not too much yeah because y'all was the band we'll get to y'all because y'all was a whole nother entity but no so yeah a lot of the you know he was that guy and he was, could dance like Cisco like he could he was one of those triple yeah. threats right he sing he dance he got the personality he can act like he touched a little bit of everything and so when I went up against him I was like I'm not gonna get this I'm not gonna get it I'm not gonna get it I'm not gonna get it and I did because people really knew that <laughs> let me say this when it came to the reading of the music and like the seriousness. Ladera wasn't as serious as I was. He was talented within his own right, but he wasn't really like, I really am trying to be president because I'm really about to take this serious. It was like, this is what I want to do because I know y'all gonna vote for me. Not to say, you know, nothing against his talent. I just know when it came down to like the structural part of it all, like really having to be like, you know, serious and like coming down to like, read these notes and like he was good at reading but he wasn't as strong as me and I know um that I wanted it for the reasons of you know I know I may not be as popular as him but I do really give a, a damn about show choir and I know we could be the best that we could be um if we had somebody that really really wanted the presidency who really kind of really knew they shit you know what I'm saying and when I did win I was shot I wasn't shot but I was but I, I for sure Ladero was gonna win over just 
because of his popularity. But when I did win, he wasn't a hater about it. He was so cool about it. Anytime I needed him, he was there. Um, especially when it started coming to the choreography shit, I was like, look, I can't do this alone. So we can, we can still team up like it is what it is. So um, we still had like a mutual respect. And so that's the only thing I can remember running from, running for. And then I will also say, I did like go up, like when we start talking about We'll, we'll get into that. Never mind, because I feel like I'm jumping. <laughs> so all of that to say, that's really the only thing I remember running for, right? Um, was show choir president, and I did get show choir president. And my predecessor, I was the predecessor to my big sister. I would call her big sister in high school, but now she is one of my very, very dear friends, Brittany. I love you, Brittany. She was the uh, president before me, and I was just like, oh, man, I could do that. She was very serious about her craft, too. And so I was, like, very much looking forward to filling her shoes, so I'm glad that I was able to do that. That being said, friend, let's move right the freak along. We about to get right into this yearbook. And I <laughs> have taken the liberty Baby. of putting sticky notes on some of these pages because I have questions, concerns, and comments. So let's just get right. Let's go. Into the yearbook. It's now, about to go down. <laughs> a lead sign and as I'm turning the pages and getting to where I need to be I will just knock this question off because this was a little closer to the end but since you already mentioned prom I was going to ask you what was prom like for you I'll give you my experience for sure so prom for me prom for me was crazy because I got stood up I got stood up by one of my eldest brother's friends I won't say too many mean things or bad things about him one I'm gonna let me say this if I'm gonna be honest I don't think I got stood up I think my mom and or dad did not want me to go with him and I think they somehow on the back end was like you ain't taking my daughter to prom because let me tell you this man was super fine and um just for a moment of seriousness he is now um not with us any longer on this earth so rest in peace to Stacey but um, at the time, um, he was one of, like I said, my older brother's friends. And my older brother, he had a whole slew of fine friends, child. But this particular one, woo, child, he was too fine. And I was just like, I don't have a prime date. I don't want to go. And he like, oh, I'll take you. I'll take you. And then, like, literally, I want to say the day of or the day before prime or whatever, like, he canceled. And I was so mad because he still came down to see me off. And I was like, if you don't get the hell off, I was so mad. So I wound up being really bummed out about it, but not really, because I kind of didn't want to go anyway. To be fair, I didn't want to go to prom, nor did I want to, I didn't want to go to prom. I didn't want to take senior pictures. I wanted to use all that money to get a car. And my mom was like, oh, you only get one prom. You only get one senior year. You should go. I'm like, oh my God. Well, if I, if you want me to go, then you're going to have to cash out. Don't boy cash out on me because I'm not buying nothing. Like I wanted, I don't think I was working maybe part-time at the time. <laughs> so, you know, I last minute and buying my dress and buying everything. And I, and I look good. I got pics. I got receipts. But I didn't have okay. a date. Okay. I didn't have a date though. because I, So I was feeling away, but I still went. And so to make myself feel better, I begged my parents to rent me a car. First of all, shout out to my parents for that because I, I I harassed them. I ain't gonna lie, I feel bad. I begged them to rent me a car and they didn't want to do it because I didn't have my license at the time. And so 
doing that was a big ass risk and I knew how to drive but I didn't have my license so my parents got sick of me asking them about the car and I think they felt bad because my date canceled on me because I was like look and mind you that was before Uber that was before any of that and my parents didn't have no fly ass car for me to ride in and I didn't know nobody with a fly ass car to like get dropped off or picked up so I remember my, I had a 2002 white Impala oh baby you couldn't tell me Girl. nothing couldn't tell me nothing in that car you was clean I was clean I was okay so shout out to my parents for ripping me that car knowing damn well I ain't have my license and I shouldn't have been driving but I'm responsible. I wasn't doing nothing crazy in the car. Like I, I kept it real cute because I knew that they didn't have to do that. And plus I didn't want it blood to come back on them. So I was like, be real cute in this car. Don't do nothing stupid. But I wound up having like a pre-game situation with some of my homegirls. And I wound up like going to the dollar store, getting these little champagne glasses, getting sparkling juice because my parents was there. So we couldn't really do for real, for real nothing. And we had like a little toast, me and my homegirls and one of my homegirls' boyfriend, he wound up coming over. And then we all had a tink, tink, tink. And then we all got in our respective vehicles and we went on about, you know, the business. So I get to prom and I actually wound up having a good time at prom, dateless and all, because I just mingled um you know talk to my friends and then I was you know kind of ready to go like I really wasn't feeling away either way um the one picture that I get did get you know how the photographer go around and I remember what was our theme friend if only for one night that was our prom oh, thing. That was, that was a good thing. Yeah, Luther Von Dross, rest in peace, baby. Um, that was our theme for the, the prom night, was if only for one night. And it was really pretty. I remember that. Um, and I remember going to take my picture and my homegirl sending her boyfriend over to take a picture with me. And I was like, I'm good. Like, I'm no, I'm, I'm here by myself. And her boyfriend and I actually are really good friends. So I was like, okay, we can take a picture together. I just didn't want to give off the impression like, oh, we're here together. But you're my friend, so come on, take the picture with me. And I guess it was like, oh, we don't want you to look up years from now and be by yourself. But baby, I was fine. So I really didn't care. Like, I already knew I ain't have a date. So if I'm taking a picture, I'm willingly saying I'm cool with taking the picture by myself. However, he took the picture with me. He looks very dapper in his cream and his uh, gabardine hat. So shout out to Daniel Strader. That was one of my okay. really, really good friends. Still love him to All this right, day. Daniel. Yes, I'm sure he's off somewhere living his best life. But he was, we were really, really close in high school. And he wound up taking a picture with me. And so I love that picture. We had a good time. Everybody had a good time. So after prom, I actually wound up doing nothing. I didn't want to go home because I didn't want to seem lame. Mind you, y'all, again, this is before Ubers and all of that and before, like, GPS for real, for real. So there was a few things going on after a prom, a few parties going on. I remember one was, like, a carnival-style party everybody was talking about going to. Um, somebody had rented, like, an annex or a church hall, and it was, like, carnival games and carnival this and that, right? However, um... I didn't know how to get to none of that stuff. And I was embarrassed to ask people. I do not know why I was embarrassed. I just was. And so I wound up calling my sister. And at the time she was, I think she was married or her baby daddy at the time, whatever. My oldest sister and being like, um, can somebody come lead me to your house? I don't know where I'm going. And so she sent her baby daddy to like get me where I, because I, I wound up dropping my homegirl and her boo off. And then I wound up not wanting to go home because I didn't want to look lame. So I just went over to my big sister house. I did nothing. My parents still to this day don't know where I went. They was asking. Parents, I did nothing. And just to ease y'all uh, elderly minds, I did nothing. 
I didn't have a boo. I didn't go see a guy. I literally went to my big sister house because I didn't want to be lame and go home. And then the next morning I got up and I went home. So that is how prom went for me. It wasn't Ooh. terrible. It was just like it happened. And okay. And so you, on the other hand, Miss Prom Queen of the band, because we did have a queen and a king for each discipline. So shout out to you, love. How Thank was prom you. for you? Well, I feel like prom for me was chaotic because um, my ex at the time, who is my daughter's father, his prom was on the same night. How did you navigate going to two proms on the same night and you're running for prom court? Um, And I was nominated. So I wasn't like anticipating my win because my best friend at the time, Tiffany Terry, she was on the ballot too. It was a few different people. Dora, like, people that had friends in every different um, discipline, you know, you can vote for whoever. So I wasn't sure, but I was like, yo, I don't want to leave our prom until I hear who's announced. Because if I won and I'm not there, that'd be weird. So luckily we stayed at mine, I won, but we missed most of my ex-boyfriend's prom, who is my middle school sweetheart as well. So... He ain't just from high school. He he didn't even go to the But we did go to his prom and then we went to their after party. So I didn't even get to go to like the carnival thing. And I missed out on that. And I wish now look at myself. Like <laughs> I kind of <laughs> by myself because I was looking like a whole bag of money by myself. So I didn't mm. need no man. Period. Like well, I was that's... in my emerald. Yeah, you was cute. It was cute. And I had my nice little sculpture ponytail and I was just just looking good. But it was a lot because I was riding around with my homegirl trying to get her rental and trying to secure her hotel room. And she she went to uh, my high school too. So those two proms being on the same night was very chaotic. But the time I spent at our prom at the Omni, it was very nice off the riverfront. It was nice little vibe, taking pictures with teachers, friends, and I still got those pictures to this day. Yeah. It was a really nice prom. So yeah. uh, for us to not be able to do something for a, from a reunion perspective, it's pretty disheartening because our, our prom night was amazing. Yeah, it was. It I, was I would beautiful. give that to DSA. The for prom sure. night was great. Our homecoms yeah. been great yeah. all the years we were there. So reunion, what's going on? But and we friends, we on, and we on our way. And we on our <laughs> way. We we on our way. So that being said, that's okay. So we talked about how prom went for us, and that's cool. Um, it seems like both of us had a like it wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. I mean, overall, I, I, if I had to rate it five stars, I'd get a three and a half or four, like because it was still a beautiful experience despite the stuff that was going on in the background. So now that we up in this yearbook, because here I am, and I'm going to go straight to one of my first things, and I do want to say this out loud and proud. Any of you other high schools that are listening, uh, taking an ear to this podcast, let me make it very clear for those of y'all who be trying to act like y'all don't remember and you forgot. DSA, specifically the class of 2002, specifically shout out to Terrence Dawson, who came up initially with the brainchild of, at least that's what the yearbooks say, and I'm going to run with it, what? Grammy <laughs> Night of Grammy <laughs> Night. 
And Grammy night, for those of you who don't know, but most of y'all do, and I think other high schools and around the world have adopted this at this point, Grammy right. night we did in honor of Aaliyah, and it was a way to pay a tribute to her and to showcase our talents. And we thought to ourselves, hey, we are so talented. We want to go out with a bang. What's a good way to kind of end our legacy at DSA? And Grammy Night thus was born. And we all who participated in it, um, we acted as celebrities and we performed. I actually was a part of two performances, one of them being Kurt Franklin. Have you <laughs> and seen you, friend? Yes, Kurt Franklin <laughs> and the New Nation crew, girl. I... And we were like really practicing for this thing like it was the real Grammys though. And we ran it like the Grammys. I'm talking about um, because we wound up using Grammy night to announce the the winners for like when you run for class, class tall, class smart, class this, class that. So it was just like a perfect combination of um, talent and also announcing the winners of those, you know, categories that you run for. My collection. Thank you so much, friend. So, yeah, so that was fun, right? So I was in Kurt Franklin and New Nation crew because, you know, Kurt Franklin has 50,000 choirs over the years. And then I also, same background for Tiffany McKissick who played Alicia Keys and I was one of her background singers and we did Fallen because Alicia Keys had kind of just come out. Um, and so that was really, really fun. And we had other performances. Just uh, we did. We had a Janet Jackson performance. Um, we did a whole Aaliyah tribute. Um, we did uh, Cisco. Like it was great. So we Grammy night. Let it be heard. The shot heard around the world was created by the class of 2002 at the Detroit High School for the Fine and Performing Arts to acknowledge mock elections, but also to showcase our talents. Um, as a class and within the, you know, the four years of the confines that we went there and just to go out with a bang. So shout out mm-hmm. to DSA. And that's why I keep saying the class on two, baby, we was it. We were the moment, honey. And we still are. So that being said, that's one thing I wanted to acknowledge that everybody knew, let everybody know who we are. Yeah. Um, I already acknowledged the late great Aaliyah, so we're going to go right past that. Um, because we're getting ready to get into why we feel like our reunions are not successful. And so there's a page where I kind of just got to feel like this is why. Um, so let me just get into the point, the part. My next question for you, and this is like yearbook related, but not, but it is because you might have to refer to the yearbook. Do you have... What was the biggest scandal, like your biggest scandal in high school? Not the biggest scandal, but do you have any scandals that I may not know about, friend, or something that may have happened that maybe was a, like a low-key scandal, but it was your biggest scandal? Or what was your biggest friend fallout at DSA? Like, did you fall out with a friend at DSA? Like, you could talk about either or. So what was, uh, like, your biggest scandal? Or what was your biggest, like, friend fallout? Like, what happened? During our time in high school or post high school? During high school. school? Yeah. Um, no, I never had like a big scandal. I like I, I played like a single player at high school. So I dated a lot of people, most of the popular people that were there, um, in my opinion. But not mm-hmm. even just exclusive to O2, like some of the upperclassmen. 
So I wasn't even checking for too many O2s. I think for me, um, you know, I, I stay neutral. Like, I'm single. I ain't got no ties to nobody. And then I also dated people outside of our high school. Friend fallout, not really. I think it was just, you know, we're all coming to age. I got introduced to a new family member my first day of high school. Um, my boyfriend at the time that went to DSA was, he became popular. A lot of girls started liking him. He was rapping. He was freestyling. He started looking pretty drippy at the time. He had all the designer. And so having to, you know, challenge females and and, and cuss out females that may have came into to his orbit <laughs> was like my biggest thing. But nah, no, no major about them. I think for me, I always walk with this Leo presence, this confidence that, you know, it's a privilege to be in my space. So I've been like that since birth. So no. Okay. I rock with it. I mess with it. So I will go on and say I didn't have any scandals that I think other people knew about. But I will say, and this is me just, I, I'm going to air my mess because it's mine and it's my story and it's my life. Um, I did have a personal scandal with somebody who I really thought was a good friend of mine. And I actually knew her prior to coming to DSA, right? We were in this summer program together. And when the summer was over, I, I like I discovered she could sing, she discovered I could sing. And for whatever reason, we never discussed what high school we was going to. Like it never was a conversation, right? So I had no clue she was coming to DSA. She didn't know I was coming. And when I got there and saw her, I was like, oh, okay, I know somebody. Love this for me. Um, and we got right back, picked back up where we never left. But over time, she really became a messy boots. Like when I say she was a messy boots, like, and I was just like, I guess part of me would forgive her like time and time again, because it would be like, okay, we young, you make stupid mistakes, it's whatever, whatever. But when I say messy boots, it seemed like every year or every time I would get a boyfriend, she would go right behind me for sloppy seconds. And I would be like, really? Like, I would be so disappointed because I would be like, it's so many other guys you can talk to. Like, it's so many other people you can talk to. And then that started extending outside of high school as well. So she started befriending me. We would hang out outside of high school. She would come to my house a lot. Um, at some point, I really consider her like a sister. And so the scandal started when she just started kind of just disregarding my feelings with everybody. Girl, she was like, like uh, if you ever watched SpongeBob, he'd be like, bring it around town. She was bringing it around town, honey. Bringing it around <laughs> town. And, you know, she was bringing it, bringing it around town. And at that time, I wasn't, right? I was pretty much still kind of like, scared to death because my older sister had got pregnant when she was around my age and I was like oh we won't be doing that and so I had just kind of made this promise to myself and if it and it's okay if this is not everybody's story but for me I was literally scared straight like I just at least got to walk across the stage before I start dibbling and dabbling the way I really want right. to but I still have boyfriends and people I still have relationships and I know now as an adult a lot of these guys that I was with a lot of them probably was with me because they know I wasn't really bringing it around town and they thought they was going to be the first at bat and they wasn't. Love that for me. 
but she was not waiting. She was out here, out here. And I never judged her for it, but the thing that messed me up was that you kept going for people I was with, going behind me or going next to me or doing stuff really behind my back. Like, and I'm gonna just put it out there to really close people that I knew, uh, friends, my brother's friends. Like I said, my brother's friends, my brother, my oldest brother is only three years older than me. So at some point he would get on my nerves because he would be up at DSA like he went there. The teachers would let him in. I'm like, he don't even go here. Like he need a hall pass. <laughs> Who is letting him in? But he got cool with the staff and they loved him and his friends and they were always polite and they would come in, you know, sit in my last hour of class on purpose. The teachers would let him come in. I'm like, where is the justice? Where is the peace? Like y'all just go oh, let man. this man in. They're like, oh, we know that's your brother. He can wait in the car with the rest of the adults, please. So she, after a while, I realized she was um, trying to really befriend me or continue to be my friend because she wanted to get close to my brother and his friends. And that happened to me a lot, actually. Um, I'll talk about that more in therapy. But (laughs) it was a lot of girls trying to be my friends to get to my brother, especially the upperclassmen because they knew he was older. And so that used to get on my damn nerve. And I would just be like, wow, especially because he didn't go there. He was just up there coming to pick me up from school. Oh, child, barf. Please, please. Where is the ginger ale, honey? Because I ain't going to make it. Um, But but she would do things like that, right? And finally, I just got sick of the shit one day um, to the point where she spent the night one time. And I woke up and her ass was somewhere off in my parents' house with my brother. I said, get her out of here. Get her out of here. You get out of here. Take her ass home. Don't come back no more. Do not come to my parents' house and don't talk to me when we get to school. So a lot of tension, mind you, this was senior year. So a lot of tension was building between me and her. And one day in Senorita Iweta class, shout out to Senorita Iweta in Spanish class, me and her was about to book. Like it was about to go down. Because she said something disrespectful, like, I mean, you should really get over it. Like, all of this for what? Like, all this attitude for what? Basically, like, making it seem like I was just doing the most behind the way. She was kind of just tag-teaming everybody that I was with and then, like, trying to tag-team my brothers and his friends. I'm like, where does it end? Like, where does it end for you? Like, yo, clearly our friendship don't mean nothing to you. You really more concerned about bringing it around town. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. at that point, I had got up and got in her face and Senorita had to break us up and split us up. And I really was about to rock her jaw, to be honest. And I should have. And after years had passed, after we graduated, you know, she tried to hit me up on social media, like, hey, I miss you. And it was with that stupid time when we was playing the numbers game and all of that, because we wound up being friends on Facebook. And the numbers game, for those of y'all who wasn't in early Facebook, is when you tell somebody, you make a status and say, you know, leave me, leave an anonymous number in my inbox and then I'll say something about you. So you and that person was the only people who knew unless you told somebody. And I remember her getting in my inbox and leaving a number. I said, you don't want me to say what I need to say about you, child, because this is going to be a mess. And I said something like, you know, I thought you was my homegirl, wish you was better, whatever, whatever, and kind of moved on. But over time, I caught myself trying to kind of forgive her for her behavior as an adolescent. But let me go ahead to these confessions and read you what she had, the black-ass nerve. The black-ass nerve. So if you're listening, girl, you know exactly who you are. And I'm going to just use the initials because you know the confessions was in initials because people These thought you... These are my confessions. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Usher, please. If there was ever a time we needed you, we need you now. And in this book, 
in the confessional where you use your initials and y'all figure it out. If you figure it out, you just do because it's in the book. It's public knowledge. O2s, you got your blow it off, dust it off, blow it out the, the book in the confessional. She says, and I quote, I-S-R, confess that I have always loved Brooke H. We already all know who Brooke Hassel is. Hey, Brooke, love you, Dad. Woo, hey, Brooke. Uh, okay, the best. He was someone, he was such a great guy. So, I-S-R, confess that I have, I've always loved Brooke H. And to TC, which is me, Tiffany Carr, your ex and I have always been talking to each other. Um, she goes on to say, Get over it, but I love you. What? That's that's for you? <laughs> Girl, absolutely. First of all, if that's your definition of love, you can fucking keep it. But that just co that just uh, affirms my story in which I'm telling you, every time I talk to somebody, she would come behind me. And I would be like, what is the fucking problem? You can't find niggas on your own? Like what? So the fact that she, I didn't put anything in the confessionals, by the way, because I just thought it was petty. Me neither. But the fact that she really went to the confessional and basically said, fuck your feelings. Yeah, I was talking to your ex. Baby, I hope you feel better about yourself. I hope that made you feel real good in the moment because what the fuck? Like, I Are read that. I read that and was like, okay. Like, I just was so done with her at that point. Anyway, it didn't matter. But the fact that you wanted to go and kind of tell everybody that you essentially are a home wrecker, I hope that makes you feel good. I hope you, you slept better at night or whatever. Oh my um, God. So that being said, her and I, we're not friends to this day. We don't talk. If I saw her, I wouldn't have no beef. It's just like, we're older now. We're adults, obviously. But that definitely, she's somebody that I did consider a good friend at one time. And she just really kind of, over the years, disappointed me. But the fact that she really put this in a book for everybody to read years later, what? Girl. What a travesty. What a travesty. What a travesty. Friend, may, I, may I interject? These confessions. Absolutely. The, oh, yeah, yeah. Our yeah, class yeah, size was. Because that's it. Our, yes, our class size was way too small where you know exactly. Yes, who, we know who you're talking about. It was what? How many people was who, in our who? overall graduating class? Probably like 100. It, it might have so been like small. 110. So First small. of all, I think this is the most bitch ass shit I have ever seen that's in print today, <sighs> like in paper copy. Ooh. First of all, looking at these confessions, now that I've dusted off my yearbook, aka coaster, because it's the worst yearbook I've ever seen in my life. Oh my lord. Please um, tell me what what makes it the worst yearbook? Like the design? Like what is the it that you don't that like about it? We pay senior dudes. First of all, it's not in our class colors. Why is it vanilla and silver? <laughs> I like the, the theme of it, the element of life, O2 great oxygen. That's yes, cute. The O2 that was our in the beginning. The O2 in the beginning is cute. It's face in that O2 picture is not like giving what it's supposed to give. <laughs> but see, <laughs> Let, like, I'm ready to pop my shit now, friend. Okay, come on, get into it. Everybody might not listen to this podcast, and I don't give a fuck because those that listen, listen. First of all, these confessionals, I think if you're not a real motherfucker, you you put your shit in this yearbook for I confess. Because if you was a real motherfucker, you would let people know. So, <laughs> okay. Starlet saying that shit about you oh. is oh, what she's saying about you. And it's a bunch of people. It's not just Starlet. It's a bunch of motherfuckers. And I'm looking at these goofy ass 
put these confessions down here. That means you ain't even have the balls to let the niggas know how you feel. People know. I ain't gonna say the N-word. People know. Women know. Men know how you really felt about them. And I'm I said the N-word on here all the time, so do you ever want okay, to Okay, well, niggas know, <laughs> niggas know how you feel. And so I'm just looking at these goofy-ass confessions like, we know who you are. What was you really doing? Maybe they want us to know, but it's it's really... Oh, she for pathetic. sure wanted me to know. She for sure wanted me to know, but it's like... Did she ever say that it's shit pathetic. to my face? Never. No. Did she ever and say that shit to my is. face? Never. This page in our yearbook is the punk ass. <laughs> this is the punk ass page where people didn't have a boss to tell you what they wanted to say to your face, but they wanted you to read it years later. And it, it looks weak. It looks weak to me because we could have had this conversation when we was in high school. And that's Truly. where it's at. Man, this is a long ass podcast. Hey, <laughs> listen. We popping our shit. And here's the wild part. Here's the wild part. Here's the wild part. We had to go down in this. Uh, we didn't get to the reunion. Wait, listen. And we, and, we, and we still are. That's the crazy part. That's the crazy part. It is the crazy part. So I know another section that you wanted to talk about was the 10 years from now section. Girl, listen. The 10 years from now, I'm reading through it tonight. And I feel like nobody. <laughs> what you say, Fred? Say it again. No, nobody is doing what the fuck they said they were gonna be doing ten years from now. Oh my First god! All, Let me take that, a scan. Let me just see. I'm glad my last name is not the same. I left that shit back in high school. I'm glad, you know, former divorce, but I'm like Tina Turner. I'm keeping my motherfucking name. So all things major now. Okay. <laughs> but I'm reading through this shit, and none of these people. Is doing what the fuck they saying they they was gonna do ten years from now. <laughs> I don't see no cut. Like I wish I felt like, ooh, this person is doing that shit that they talking about. So to me, it's like none of y'all niggas knew what the fuck y'all was like. Really? I'm trying to see. Let me see. Mm-mm. Okay, and I don't Ooh. even think I left one. I don't even think I left one. Like, I didn't do it uh, from now because I already didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do when I graduated. So, I'm not about to tell y'all some shit. So, y'all can look at, back at me and see I ain't do what the fuck I said. <laughs> First of all, I, I, I'm going to just put myself out there. I thought I was going to be in advertising. You know, I used to watch Melrose Place. I thought I was going to be in advertising, doing Super Bowl ads. And that's fine that I'm not because what I chose to pivot to is way better than advertising. Um, I'm not good at selling shit, and and that's that's okay. You gotta admit what you're saying. And oh, girl, look at these. <laughs> Peace ten years from now. I'm looking. I'm listen. I'm looking. I actually only see one person who actually is doing exactly what they said they were gonna do, and it may not be where they said they was gonna do it, but they definitely doing it. So shout out to that person. Everybody else, I also, I also don't have a relationship. Oh, I with see everybody. one person. Yep, I see. Just one. <laughs> I see just one. And that's wild. So that for me, I get it. Life change. People change. We always say what we're going to do, if we're going to do it, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then it don't turn out to that be that. And that don't mean you weren't successful. You just didn't do what you thought you wanted to do in that, in that moment. And just to be fair, you know, everybody get grace, you know. You might have decided somewhere in college that wasn't for you or you changed your mind. But yeah, it's just funny to go back and read these and see like 
we all really ain't really doing what we said. It's a lit, like literally, I'm just scanning. I ain't doing a deep dive, but I literally just see one person and you see one person. I don't even what? talk about who the people are, <laughs> but it's just, it is what it is. So that's hilarious as well. Is Over, the person initials TV? No. No? Okay. Well, maybe we got two. Two different people. Yeah, so no, it's not two oh, So Okay, so two people said they was going to do what they was going to do. Uh, okay, so I would just say overall, you know, that me just kind of looking at this yearbook, me just going down memory lane, thank you. Looking at some of these mock elections, I did try to run for Clav Dimples. I didn't get it, of course, because there were other people. Oh, you are pretty dimples. Thank you, friend. But there were other people who were more popular than me that had seemingly Uh better dimples. So they won. I did not. And that's okay. But I did at least try to run for it. You know, I did kind of put my little hat in the uh, ring for it. But that's okay. I did get it. But that's the only thing that I, I ran for. So, girl, why I, was to, I tried to run for class B, and I'm thankful that I didn't because I wouldn't want it to be like in print that I'm class me. Nobody, that doesn't bring you guys. If you're class mean, yeah, class mm-hmm. attitude, I'm good. So I'm blessed that I didn't get that. Even though I can be a lot to deal with, I'm just glad that I didn't get that. So I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> and let I'm me tell you, just doing a quick scan through. The funny part is that more confirms um, the the small nature of our class and also the lack of numbering in men. Some of these men are in here multiple times for these <laughs> Like, I'm looking just straight at it. It's one guy. Girl, my like best four friend is in here multiple times. Okay, my like, please, please. Like, class for multiple. Class brains. <laughs> Listen, he said, I'm showing up to the function. So, I I think that's hilarious. Some of these mock elections. I do think the majority of them were spot on as far as what the people won for. I do think the majority of them were spot on, so there's that. Right. Uh, but overall, I would say that's my trip down memory lane, girl, because we could go on and on about this yearbook, and to be honest, we need to get into the meat of why the O2s can't seem to get it together for a reunion. So, y'all, we're going to take a quick break here. I'm going to give y'all a moment, and we'll be right back to our opinions on why. O2s, this where you, if you didn't tune in to nothing else, it's where we need to come together as a force, as a unit, as a union, and figure out how we can start having reunions with each other and how we can make this thing a success. Because as of now, baby, this ain't that and that ain't it. So we'll be right back to the mm-hmm. point. Stay All right, Tunicorns, we are back for the Peace de Resistance. I think I said that right. <laughs> and y'all have been hanging in this episode with us. And so we're back. We're back from our break. And we are ready to discuss why we feel, and this is the, our, just our humble opinion. So, you know, take what you can, leave what you right. don't need. However, this has been going on for many years at this point because technically D-Mage, right? We should be on our second reunion. Yep, second. So, 
And the reason we wanted to bring this up, we just thought it would be a cool topic anyway because it's back to school time for the kiddos. Y'all back. babies been looking so cute on the timeline. They be over y'all taking pictures. It be funny to me. I mean, like, <laughs> leave them babies alone. They already don't want to go to school. Y'all forcing them to stop and breathing their faces <laughs> and, and talking to them early in the morning. And y'all know y'all don't like people talking to y'all early in the morning. How y'all be doing y'all co-workers when people try to talk to you. You don't even want to talk before you get your coffee or nothing. You think these babies want to talk to y'all? Absolutely not. No. Nope. Y'all be y'all be real cute trying anyway. So, um, you know, we know that this is the time where people start having their reunions, and we've been seeing it, you know, kind of up and down our timeline. And it's almost like a sore spot, right? We see it, and we be like, "Well, another ten year reunion, we won't be participating in because the right. class of O two just seemingly cannot get it together." And so, I'm I know you and I have kind of similar but varying opinions on why um it just seems not to be the case and so for me especially seeing other classes within our ecosystem that's what i'm gonna call it within our little ecosystem and bubble have been successfully doing it um for every time it you know the the ball comes around for it and so for me, what I, these are just a few things that I see, D-Mage. Like for me, I feel like it is a lack of good planning as far as timing. I feel like every time it rolls around to be time to have the reunion, we clamoring at the last minute. And by we, I'm talking about people who are volunteering themselves to be the point people. They're waiting until the very last minute or a couple of months. And I guess if I really think about it, there's no like appointed time we you're supposed to do it. But I would say because we if there's an appointed year, right? But there's really no right or wrong time to kind of do it. What I what I think is true, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Most times people usually do it in the summer or spring. One, just because we in Michigan in general, but two. Aren't you supposed to do it around the time you graduated? Like, so we graduated in uh-huh. June. So you're supposed to be doing a reunion sometime around the time you graduated, right? I think that's how it go. Am I tripping? It varies. Um, I've seen people do it in October. It's just the last minute planning <laughs> is okay. our biggest issue. And then also not having like a planning committee, but I know that you you want to finish your points, but you you gotta have like a committee, and a lot of times it's just one individual finally feeling like, oh, maybe I should volunteer since nobody else has. <laughs> yeah, like maybe I should step up because I I think everybody has the desire, or the, at least the majority of us do want to have it. Um, but I think it's when people kind of look to see, I think it's a waiting game too, right? I think people are waiting to see, well, let's see who gonna step up. Let's see who gonna do it. And then, <laughs> and then, and then when don't nobody do it, it's like, I'll be the brave one. And it's like, mm, I would say from what I can see yeah. in the past, some of the brave ones have not been the ones that people really fooled with in high school or they didn't really have a good yeah. reach. Uh, and they don't have a strong social media presence. For real, they don't really be on social media like that to stay in the eye of the people who, you know, they need to be contacting. And then, like you said, then they're trying to be a one-man band. They don't really have nobody helping with the efforts. You And you do need a committee. You do need a squad to do this. Like, you, you, because you need to be able to expand your reach. So that's 
one of the things I see where I think there are people who are willing, but the approach is wrong and not wrong, but it, the approach is not working. <laughs> and it's also like last minute. And again, I just think that's because people are like, well, do nobody do it? Let me see if people are listening to me. And it's like, maybe if you would have said something a couple months ago or a while ago, or even a year ago, some people like Virgo here, gang gang, we like all the time we can get. Like you got to tell us not hella far in advance, but enough for us not to feel pressure. Cause as soon as I feel the slightest pressure, I ain't going. Like if I feel like I got to rush to do this or rush to do that, baby, I hope y'all have a good time. Show me the pictures, you know? So that's just where I'm at with that. I will say one of my other feelings is I do think social media has kind of killed the need for reunions. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, everybody's life. You see everybody's life. You see they had a kid. They had another kid. They had another kid. They got married. They got divorced. They got married again. They got divorced again. They got married. They in a polyamorous relationship. Like, it's just all like you can see everything. So it's like, do I really want to come to the reunion with you or to, to see what you up to now? Because I really, social media really kind of push you in everybody's business as much as they allow you to um, in their business. So I think that has kind of killed reunions a little bit because the whole point of reuniting is to see what's going on in people's lives. And we really get the taste of what's going on in people's lives almost doggone every day when, we, when they post. So it is what it is. So I think that's the thing too. And then my final thing is, and I know this is where you're going to jump in and I implore you to do so. Um, I know that generally the way it works is, so whoever were the class officers of your class, generally that is the committee. Those are the committee people for when you graduate from high school. Um, I think sometimes, um, and we've had like an off air conversation about this. So when you take those roles or you take those seats in those positions, so at our school, I don't know how it works at everybody else's school, but then we had, you know, the president, the vice president, we had the secretary, and then we had the treasurer. And when you take, especially the president and vice president role, what you're saying is years from now, when it's time to reunite, I don't mind hitting those efforts because I was literally the class president or I was literally the class vice president. And so you're saying when it comes to graduation, over time we'll be the people to kind of pick up the mantle and do these reunions to that same breath if you didn't want to be that person or maybe you didn't know because we talked about that too like you didn't yeah. know the responsibility that come along yeah. with it okay cool but as the time goes and you know that a reunion coming up if you don't want to be the point person the head person that's fine but i do think it, it would take the effort of those people or those officers to say hey y'all i know our time is coming you know do you guys want to do anything if so let me know or we'll you know here's here are some people who have said they are committed to kind of heading the thing because i don't want to or i can't or whatever and i try to show people grace and leniency because we're all adults now we about to be 40 in a couple years you don't know what people really got going on again people right. only share what they want to share However, I do think there's an opportunity to just say, hey, I ain't really trying to do all that, but pass the torch to somebody. I'm sure there are somebodies 
Montville, mm-hmm. who wouldn't mind doing it, but I think they'd be really looking for the green light. And one thing I do love Kirk said at your birthday thing, he was just like, we just gotta stop kind of waiting for people and the people who already been talking about it and want to do it, we just gotta do it. And right. in our case, it may not be a every 10 years thing. Like maybe we don't have to do that. Maybe we can do something every couple years and maybe it doesn't have to just be the class of O2. So I think that's, those are our biggest barriers in my opinion. And to, and to go back slightly to the class officers, when I'm looking at this list of people, there's only one person who ain't really on social media. Like I, I don't think I can Google, well not, I'm probably sure I can Google them, but like just like yeah. visibly on there. Um, I know the the three of the other ones are, they don't post a lot, but they are on there. Um, but none of them even live in Michigan no more. So it's like, they are kind of far removed from the process in that way anyway, but you're from Michigan, you're from Detroit, I'm sure you visit here and there. And even if you don't, again, I just think it's gonna be a thing where there are going to just have to be people who are still connected, who are still here, or who still have the the, tenacity to want to do it to just step up and say hey y'all we keep dropping the ball we keep missing the ball let's just go ahead and form a committee now so when we get closer to the time we can start planning this thing and i just feel like you know people have removed themselves they got their titles they over it they over high school you know what i'm saying and they just they don't want to be the ones to head the, the project so and especially because they don't live here it's like why would i be in charge so it, it those are my, how i feel or what I feel like our biggest barriers are. Um, what is your take on that? I, I mean, I, I'm, I feel like you spot on with everything that you said. I will also say like even the class officers, we, we gonna have to just come to terms that they just was running for a title. Because even on social media, the groups that we have for our year, um, those class officers are not actively engaging with people or saying hey what's up how's everybody doing we don't really have good social media activity in our own group like everybody is posting their family and other things that's going on in their life but in the o2's group it's pretty much like crickets unless somebody's like advertising something or um trying to sell something girl yeah be like (laughs) spam in there i don't even go in there like that's the crazy part it'd be like spam ads i feel like i'm on a how you be on Facebook and they just be throwing ads up in there. Like, you be like, oh, okay. Like, that's how I feel. Yeah. So it's no communication for real. It's like, hey, go buy my book or hey, go watch my show. And it's like, you don't even talk to people. Like, okay. You promo, you doing promo, free promo in our group. And, and that's a part of having a committee. Maybe we needed a social media chair and different. But was social media hot then? Can we say social media was really hot? when we were graduating or around the time we were graduating. Did not vote for any of them. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Y'all like, I feel like you represent the class of O2, but some people had majority votes because most of the vocal people was running or drama people was running and they got their friends to vote for them. And so majority won. Um, and and, and you know that's I wild didn't... that you say that, not to cut you off, but when I'm looking, <laughs> when I'm looking at this class office, out of the four people, three of them are vocal majors, <laughs> and one of them is a drama major. So that does kind of speak to what you're saying. It clearly was a 
I, I think it was a combination of people not running because they didn't want to take that task up. And then the people who did want to run, it was almost like easy pickings because the it was already only a hundred of us, like not that many of us. Yeah. And then the people who was like, oh, I'll run, the, they was all kind of besties. And so it was almost like a, a ring of, um, of like a, what do they call it? A pyramid scheme where like, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like, okay, we all gonna run. We vocal majors, vote for us. And we are friends and we can do yep. this like as an attack effort. And then look up and all these, well, at least the three of these people, I, I don't know the relationship with the drama major to all the vocal majors, but out of the four people, three of them are vocal majors. And then you got the one drama major. So it's like, okie dokie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that's crazy how, see that was just a short example of how voters and democracy <laughs> democracy right. work and when you don't get out and vote or when you don't have say so this is what <laughs> happens you get a monopoly on one side and then you just you know it's not it wasn't even balanced enough I you know what would have been dope what really should have happened it should have been a little more parameters around it and it should have been even though we have five um disciplines or was it why it was vocal dance yeah. drama band visual arts I think it should have been only one person per discipline can win. Oh, yeah, that would have been different. Because then it would have been fair representation across the board. I yeah, think. because right now, that, and most of the class. And I was a vocal major, so you know, right. me saying it is like. Mm. Right. And mostly the O2s were vocal or drama. You know what I'm saying? It was only a handful of us that was in band or orchestra that, that class. That also just let you know everybody think they can sing. <laughs> everybody and their mama think they can sing, I swear. <laughs> Baby was not American Idol. <laughs> For real. So, you know, um, and then we had the dancers. And, and so it was, it was, it just wasn't fair, but I like your point of if we have representation across all the disciplines. Yeah. You would have got variety. And I think just not being clear and making that the responsibility known, but okay, now the class officers don't want to do it. I think we have a lot of assumptions in the class of O2 and we have not let go of some of our cliques and egos because we probably still just hang with the people that we want to hang with now. So I almost got to understand what's in it for me to come to a, a reunion. Right. You know, I can That's turn true. up and party with my friends. That's true. Separately, like I did at my house. So That's true. You know, um, for this to be the year after the, you know, while we still in a pandemic technically but we outside this was really disappointing to see other schools put on uh, a reunion we could not come together and it's just a, a lack of community and then just irresponsibility like people just don't care to me some do and the ones that might are just waiting around like okay well they they may feel like nobody's gonna show up because there has been times where people try to put on things and I've been guilty of not going, but you know, again, what's in it for me coming, you know, there to sit down with people who I probably don't have any interaction with. And we just have a weird, like a dynamic. Yeah, I would, I would say, um, yeah, we, we have tend to be, you, you know, know, even for us, I'm we got along with other grades. Go ahead, D. You got a little turbulence going on on your side, but go ahead. Oh, um, I, I was just going to say, like, you know, most of us just hung out with other grades 
even though we were O2s, we hung out with O3s, double O's, O1s, even like 99s and 98s. No, not 98s, but 99s when they were there. So not really, we weren't really together. Yeah. It makes sense because I feel like I think you made a valid point as far as people may want to do something and they may want to get together, but they might feel like, oh, if I do all this work and, and put all this effort and people don't come, I'm going to feel away. Now, I get that completely. I'm going to be mad in the mud if I do get something together and we get together and, and we actually plan something and people just don't come. But I do think if people see something solid and like, and you you advertise it in a way where people are like, oh, I really want to go to that now. Like you got, you. it's all about packaging. It's all about the marketing. It's all about the promoting, right? And if you get something together and you make it look good, and like we talked about, not just random dinner at a bar or random brunch somewhere, like that's what you do when you just hooking up. You know what I'm saying? Like when you just going out to have fun, we talking about, a, a whole reunion like you said people be having reunion on boats on yachts yeah. uh, you know just every uh, written halls and written you know beautiful ballrooms and hotels and we just like hey y'all want to meet at Chicken Shack like no I don't <laughs> like, I don't I really don't like you know what I'm saying I think we had one attempt at an O2 brunch a couple years ago a few people came it was fun but like you said it was kind of saturated with a lot of vocal majors, a couple drama majors came. Um, it's, I think it's just about the reach, the approach, and then really packaging something that looks attractive where people will be like, oh, this was in it for me if I come. You know, what kind of interactive things are we going to have? Are we going to have karaoke? Like you said, are we going to do a, a showcase? Are we going to have, you know, the band? Are we going to do like battle of the classes? Like, I don't know, whatever however yeah. we can market it where it's like oh this is gonna be fun because i think people too and, and you brought up the pandemic as well people have really become very recluse like they really do only want to be around their own people so minus the people who might be afraid to be around people or whatever because we could have something outside too where it's you know safer um if we do it when the weather is decent i just think people are really to themselves a lot of days and I can speak for myself. So I'm gonna point the arrow at me. You know, I, you know me, D, if it ain't got nothing, if I, I work currently remote for the most part, I got one office day. Get me out the house is like pulling teeth. So when I come out the house, it's like, what we doing? You know what I'm saying? What, what we coming out the house for? Because um, I could just have fun in my house where I paid all the bills and the food is like, you know what I'm saying? Like if I gotta, if I'm coming out the house, you got to give me a good, good, good reason or I'm staying in, like, especially for something like a reunion. And then let's talk about the, the financial part of that too, right? When you start having these reunions, they be having t-shirts and got to buy the shirt because it's usually or sometimes from what I remember, it used to be like a whole weekend affair, right? Like Friday would be like the icebreaker. Saturday would be like a picnic and then Sunday would be like something else or it'll be like a two-day thing so like the picnic might be like okay everybody wear your shirt to the picnic so then you gotta buy a shirt and then it's okay you getting everything together as far as food and stuff that's a group effort ain't no one person gonna take up that mantle and they shouldn't have to collectively as a group now now that brings up an interesting question 
do you think there are trust issues amongst uh, the group where people feel like I ain't about to give my money to them they might take it and put it in their cash app or keep it moving no I think it's more of ego issues like you don't want to do a bunch of work or put your neck out there and feel like different but that's why you have a committee and have different options and figure out what's affordable we pay senior dues and our yearbooks look like trash Uh (laughs) you know you so stressed out about these yearbooks (laughs) like we gotta take a we gotta take a a pivot like what (laughs) like for real what is it and then just um just to let you know too we still having a little turbulence on your end so i don't know where you are and where you at but what it sound like I can hear you, but you'll go, you'll like, you'll be talking, but then it'll come back in after you in the middle of a thought. So I just wanted to let you know, um, mm. because I, that's, and listen, y'all, I'm a, I'm a novice podcaster, so I don't really know how to, <laughs> I don't really know how to like fix that. Like if you can't hear the audio, you just can't. So I can't like fix it to where I'm meshing together what you're trying to say. Just oh, if good. it don't come through, it just don't come through. So I don't want you to keep, you know, saying stuff and that we can't hear you, but um what is it like what's your biggest i'm gonna narrow it down for you because i feel like you could go through this whole thing and rip it to shreds but like what's your top concern like your top two to three concerns about the yearbook because you are not happy and i'm kind of looking at it right now what what's your top concerns about the way this yearbook is like what's the deal it was just a lack of uh care and irresponsibility whenever you're doing something on that magnitude, you're supposed to get approved. Like, where was the sample? Who were uh-huh. the sample? And so, I know exactly what I'm paying for, and I want to make sure it's not nothing tacky. So, with the table of contents, as we saw tonight in in the middle of the book. Like, why is the table constantly? Listen, I'm screaming. I'm <laughs> screaming because let me tell you something. I am not in this book enough to care. Like, when I look back at this book, I realize the only reason I'm in this book is one, because of the senior class picture. So we all got our cap and gown picture. If I wasn't in Grammy night, I wouldn't even been in this book. Well, you know why? Book. You know why? Because most of the yearbook committee put all their own people's pictures in the in the book uh, uh, can we talk about it and so I didn't even think about that was in the yearbook committee so to me you being a class officer and you was on the yearbook committee and for our yearbook to turn out like that how can we trust you with a reunion I, I oh, was thinking about them doing no reunions like no one could tell me that Terrence, Monique and all them was going to be like champion uh, 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 a reunion because none of them embody class spirit like who was like class spirit? None of them. I'm I'm just hollering because <laughs> this whole time we done had this book for all these years, I never realized that the table of contents was like several pages over. Like the table of contents is supposed to be at the beginning. <laughs> because how else do you know what's in the book? Like you gotta turn <laughs> several pages. The table of contents is supposed to tell you what's in the book. It don't supposed to the book just start like literally the prom court is before the table of contents that's crazy that's and, crazy and why is majority of the book in black and white we graduated in 2002 not 1902 why right. is majority- 
All right. <laughs> Just Listen, they said, they said we ain't have enough money. <laughs> they said we ain't have enough money for all that. Like, if you want it all color, we should have came up with some more money. I think, I think, of course, you know, the more colored pages, the more um, money that it would have cost. But one thing I will say is, the one page that I do think should have been in color was the page with Aaliyah. I do think that should have been in color. Her memorandum page. And it's two pages and both of them in black and white. So Well, we, we got all those current events at the back of the book. That's in color. And them, them boys could have been in black and white. Because I don't care about none of this. to be in there. Like, why? Yes. <laughs> why are they in here? It's like several pages. I guess it was supposed to be like, this is what was going on when we were in high school. Like, that's what you save newspaper clippings for. You can just put them in wherever you want to put them. But and I'm sure they paid for that. We paid, you know they did. You know we, we did. And listen, <laughs> these are the best color. Like these pages, these non-important pages are the best photo quality and color. And it's about ten of these boys, and it was unnecessary. Right, was, and it's from the, twenty years ago, but yet it looks like it's on an iPhone thirteen. Camera. I'm talking about it's <laughs> impeccable. It's impeccable it is impeccable and i don't understand why it was even necessary to go in there so i can see your valid points as to yeah. why this yearbook kind of in addition to it not even being in our school colors yeah it, it, it missed a couple marks and um it just is what it is i, I don't think it was because you know there's supposed to be like some adult supervision over it, whoever our, our senior sponsors were, but they probably just let people run with it. I don't think there was enough people who was like, hey, where's this person? Where's that person? Like it wasn't enough objection to what the people who were on the committees were doing. And so they just really kind of took the, the reins and ran down the street with it. So Girl, it, it is what it is. Clearly but, that's but what happened. How the class officers were only <laughs> and the yearbook turned out like that. I mean, I almost feel like if we had a reunion, it's like that episode of Martin where him and Gina went to that resort. Uh -huh. Hold on, D. I can't. Uh, you you clicking out again, baby? Can you hear me now? Yep. So you said what? What the episode of Martin and Gina went to the reunion and what happened? When they when they went to that resort, and it was like not what it was pictured as. So to me, where you go to like a, a you're supposed to be on a tropical beach. Oh yeah, then that possible beautiful. <laughs> and then it was in a shack. That's the type Woo! of reunion I will expect from our current class officer. Oh my goodness. Just Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> that's, that's wild. Do you yeah. so I would say with everything that we noted, do you think if people really come together prior to the last minute? um the next time around which it, that would be in 10 years first of all in my opinion i don't think we should wait 10 years just because we've been dropping the ball all these other 10 ish years the yeah. the first 10 the second 10 i think in the next two to five years we should have something do you think if we had a dedicated committee people who we know would really 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 kind of promote that thing out do you think people will really come or do you feel like it's like it's no hope for us? It's like too clicky and it's just gonna be blah. I mean, you gotta form the committee early, like before it's announced in the group. And even with a committee, people gotta have certain roles. Like we might know someone that's in our class that has event planning skills and know how to do decor. And, then and we do, cause Dora Mason do. Dora, let me tell you, 
that girl be slaying the mess out of these balloons. She is so good at decorating. Like she is so good. She always been talented, like for real. But when I tell you she can do that thing, shout out to my boo boo Dora. I miss you, Dora. My DD boo boo. But yeah, so we we it's never it's never a question about the talent. Like like you said up top, we got the talent. It's about who gonna call the people together and then yeah. get on one accord. How can we do it? I'm going to just say, I don't think all hope is lost. It's really just going to take the the effort of people who going to stick with it and not be afraid to be like, hey, y'all, come to my thing. The same way when people be having cabarets and stuff and they be working parties and going to places and promoting it. Like, you got to kind of do it like that. Like, you got to be on it when it comes to, like, really getting people excited about coming. And I know that's a lot of work and everything, but maybe people just feel like, hey, I don't want to do this for free. Or maybe, you know, I don't want to do, like, this is a lot of effort. Like, a lot of people, if it, if it ain't don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So they're really right. not trying to really put their heart and soul into something. And I get it. Again, we not in high school no more. We not teeny boppers no more. Time is money. People got kids, wives, husbands, families, all of that. And it's a lot. So... I would just say, considering the fact that everybody got different lives and we all walk in different paths, if you give it the correct amount of time and attention, it won't feel so stressful. By the time it get here, everything will be so ironed out that we'll be Gucci. And that's just my opinion. So class of 2002, we believe in y'all. I believe in us because we too talented for the foolery. In my opinion, I think we, I think we got this. I think we can do this. I just think we, it just gonna take the right people. What, and what were you gonna say, D Mage? Uh, I definitely think you gotta have a project manager. Like those of us that oh, that's work corporate, you need a project manager and like a project coordinator who basically is like a backup to then enlist all of the people that we need. You know, we need somebody for music, events, food, whatever you got to have that project manager because it is an event. You got to have like an event quarterback type of person. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, maybe maybe next year we'll get it right. It sounds like Kirkland kind of took the lead to say like, hey, next year we're going to do something for all the classes, like ones that didn't have reunions, whatever. Maybe that that will work. It seemed like, you know, some people was more receptive to his post, so. Yeah, I saw that too. (laughs) <laughs> I saw that too like when he posted it in the group I feel like people was kind of I like the way he did it though because it seemed like people felt like oh man I missed it well who who did it what who um where when was this I ain't get no information yeah 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 be on alert be on alert yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah. yeah we yeah we did do something and just yeah so maybe I I felt like I felt sparks or seen sparks of people kind of being piqued the interest so if we do that and kind of get it out there I think it could be successful so here's to rooting for the class of O2 successfully I hope that we <laughs> when we actually do have one I promise you D-Mage I'm already right now inviting you back to Tiffany Tuna <laughs> so that we can have a recap and we can really talk about it right and maybe we'll have an additional guest and we can do it in person um, thank you I want to thank you so 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 much for 
fighting through the technical difficulties and just y'all we had to like re-record it was wild like it was right. wild and now i got y'all, mic issues listen <laughs> y'all don't be seeing the behind the scenes we really be going through it for y'all but i love y'all tuna chorus and danielle for you being one of my first tuna chorus avid listeners and really it kind of being the thing that brought us together like yeah i i'm very 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 grateful to have you Listen, I'm honored that you even invited me on. And I apologize for the mic issues, but I am honored to be here to kiki with you on this podcast <laughs> that may be listened to by thousands at some point. So I'm just proud of you. You work hard on this podcast. You are one of my favorite people that I have ever met in life. And you're going to continue, okay? Thank so you. glow up y'all always trying to make, glow up y'all always be trying to make me cry please stop <laughs> but thank you so much baby and as always y'all know what time it is if you have questions comments concerns you can hit me up in the following ways you can tiffany tune up um at gmail.com t-i-s-s-a-n-y t-u-n-e-u-p at gmail or you can hit me on instagram Tiffany Tuna, DM me if you have show topics, if you have, you want to send like a letter in or like you want me to address something you may have going on, um, you want to talk about it or you want us to talk about it on the show, um, let me know. I love like getting feedback from y'all and, you know, speaking on y'all behalf. It, it brings me lots of joy. Until next time, Tuna Corns, thank you again, D-Mage. You have been amazing you killed it thank you so much for coming on and we will talk to y'all next time bye to the course